I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Today's guest is Sean Simpson. He has a leaky brain and a medical marijuana license. Let's talk about it. Why? Last night we made a bet because you were talking about. So, Sean, do you do you do you have medical mar- a medical medical marijuana setup? Yeah. So I believe it's a license. A license. I don't. I don't know if that's how they do it here. I have really have. I really have no education on how that either, works. On how that works in Nova Scotia. And Brian said, Brian said, "Yo, I think uh, Sean is a medical marijuana license. We should all get high for the episode tomorrow." <laughs> and I go. And I go, I go, I'm down for that. And he goes, and, and, I, and Jeremy can't, I mean, I know there's a, a, a ton of ways to administer THC, but I go, oh, Jeremy, we should all like hit the bong before we, before we record tomorrow. And I was like, oh, but Jeremy can't smoke. And Brian goes, uh, and I said, I bet you a hundred bucks that. Jeremy wouldn't support that. Jeremy wouldn't support that. And, Jer- and Brian goes, oh, no way. <laughs> Are the, oh, no way. Oh, no way. No. <laughs> No the gum, way! The gumdrops are normal, but the cookies are not. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way! This, this is, is amazing. <laughs> All right, that's. I think this is a perfect place to start. So, welcome, Sean. Uh, but wait, we we got We have to finish that. that. Uh, but hold on, we will come back to that. Okay. Let's come back to that. So oh, no one great. can see this, and and if you, we don't have to keep this in if this is like not kosher. But uh, what just happened was Sean, we were just sitting here shooting the shit, you know, chatting as we do before the show starts, and Sean just gave uh, the three of us party packs, little fucking yeah, a little treat par- bags, a little treat bag. So what? T- tell us, Sean. Yeah, what's, what in, are, the treat what's bag? in this? Um, there's some little gumdrops in there just for uh, chewy tastiness and then there's some special cookies <laughs> special, <laughs> special cookies, cookies. Yeah. so uh, three little three little fun cookies uh, now these are really small will one one will probably be enough to kind of level level one out fantastic yeah, they're not super strong but they're about 30 milligrams each of THC so it's but let's enough to let's start like to talk about why so why are you allowed to have marijuana. My pain medication that I was on before was just knocking me out. So I wanted something different. What were, what were you on before? Um, f- before that, I was on morphine for a little while, and then they put me on Tynol 3. Whoa, uh, whoa. My day-to-day Shit. Stuff, yeah. morphine. morphine, just like regular. Yeah, that was um, right after my neurosurgery. Uh, so, okay, have we talked yeah. about what you have? No, no we haven't. So let's get Sean, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why are you walking around taking morphine and eating all these cookies? <laughs> well, the cookies just because they're awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, I had brain surgery a couple years ago. Um, I had this weird thing where I was going to the gym and uh, working out, and I get these crazy headaches where I just like almost pass out. 
just out of the blue, I'd be feeling perfectly fine that I'd like do ab crunches, stand up and just feel like I was going to die. Similar to like uh, a head rush, but way more but like intense. painful. Yeah. yeah. And um, it took them about seven years to actually figure out what it was. I went to different doctors and they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's stress. Get a massage. It's, uh, you know, a twitchy neck muscle. Just get that treated. <laughs> and uh, finally, after about seven years, they sent me in for an MRI and found out that the acetal bone in my skull was growing in too far and kind of crushing the base of my brain. Whoa. So they had to go and do what they call decompression surgery where they move part of the skull and kind of freeze it up. But the kind of explanation my doctor gave me was sort of like a cork in a wine bottle. Your brain's supposed to kind of float up and down in the space in the brain and the spinal column and stuff. So there's a little bit of a float going to protect yourself. But mine was getting stuck on the piece of skull that was sticking out. Holy shit. It was almost like a the cork coming out of a wine bottle. So my brain would get stuck. Then all of a sudden I stand back up and go pop and, uh, Oh my just God. Just a fun little headache. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the occipital, uh, area of the, of the skull, that's like, that's the, the, at, very at the very back, like kind of where the, the top of your neck meets your skull, that kind of like little indent. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was, Oh, it's called the occipital ridge. Actually. The occipital ridge. Yeah. It, so that was, uh, it was kind of, Pushing inwards, like indenting? Yeah. It, uh, it naturally kind of curves in a little bit anyway yeah. and towards, uh, towards your face, right I guess. And um, for whatever reason, mine just grew in a little bit too far. Uh, some people that have it, it's called an Arnold Carey malformation. And Whoa, say that again, but really <laughs> slow. Arnold Carey? Like Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, yeah. Hey, and Arnold. then Chiari malformation. Chiari? Uh, Chiari, yeah. C-H-A-I-R-I. Chiari. Uh, malformation. Okay. And most people that get it, um, it's noticed like at birth or soon after. It's For people to get that really severe, it's completely deforming the skull. Like it can really, it can be fatal for some people. Uh, oh, so wow. it can be really bad. Now, does yours, is yours, um, is your occipital ridge visual? Like, it, it, like if I was to, if you turned around and pulled up your hair, is it visually like, whoa, look at that, that's interesting? Um, I don't think you'd really notice it. You'd see the <laughs> scar. Uh, that's the one thing my neurosurgeon did really well. He hid the scar, right. which was like the one thing that I'm like, okay, I'm going in for brain surgery. At least I'll have like this really cool scar in the back of my yeah. head. They're kind of like, hey. And then you wake up and he's like, but he was hey, took care of that good. scar yeah, for you. Yeah, it's like yeah. most like, people God don't even damn it. Yeah. it. So yeah, I had the uh, surgery. It's called a decompression surgery where they go in, they remove that part of the bone and uh, it generally has like a 99% success rate they said and it's supposed to be like pretty flawless and that surgery actually did fix the issue uh, of the weird headaches that I was having but unfortunately it created another issue they were able to do the decompression surgery but when they stitched me back up there's a layer of uh, a layer of skin I guess or a layer of um, cartilage uh, no, it's called dura matter. Okay. It's like a, it's almost like a leathery material that kind of surrounds your entire spinal column and brain, and okay. it's uh, it, it's a little it almost makes, like it makes for cool. very good, uh, very good like um, uh, loincloth armor. Um. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> any type of satchel. Yeah, I know this. Uh, Gang is con <laughs> fucked with that shit. Uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it basically, it's like a watertight. Um, Holding that kind of keeps the cerebral spine, eh, cerebral spinal fluid in place, so it kind of uh, creates that barrier between your brain and your rest of your body, and that goes all the way down to like your uh, end of your tailbone, all the way back up around the brain, and it keeps a very constant pressure. And when they did my surgery, they had to cut through that membrane, then get into the actual skull area. Then when they Whoa. sewed it back up, it's almost like uh, if you ever had like one of those old school. 
uh, inflatable pools or like where you yeah. had the that cheap uh, blue vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. when you like patch it, you're like, ah, yeah, it's patched. Then like three days later, it's leaking again. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like that. So they put the patch oh. and uh, they actually used uh, bovine dura matter to patch me up. So cow uh, dura matter. <laughs> Whoa. Which is weird because I haven't eaten a cow in like 20 years. Are so. you a vegetarian? Uh, I'm sort of am now. I'm a little flexible on that, but I haven't eaten a mammal in like a decade or so. How old are you right now? Uh, my birthday was like two days ago, so 36 hey, now. 36. Happy birthday. Thanks. And so seven years that it took for them to – so it was like seven years ago that you had the onset of this thing at the gym um, you, where you'd have these headaches? It started when I was like 21, I think. It was, uh, somewhere in that range, 21, 22, I started actually having these <laughs> kind of weird headaches. And it wasn't until I was like at a friend's cottage up in – uh, Northern Ontario, where I was like putting something in the oven and almost like collapsed and fell into the oven Whoa. because just Jesus the bending over to put Christ. stuff in and standing back up and just gave me this crazy headache intense. So they did the surgery to fix that. And then they end up putting um, holes in the dura matter, which causes spinal fluid leak. So basically every, every time that I'm more than you know, standing up, walking around, any of that stuff, it's constantly leaking out spinal fluid. The only way I can really stop it is to be Horizontal laying down. Oh, wait. So the surgery that they did to, uh, like, relieve the pressure from your occipital ridge that's growing into your skull, they had to cut through this this dura matter. Yeah. And because they cut through the dura matter, there's now permanent holes there. So they patched that that up. And they patched that up. Or tried to. Tried to, but the patch is now leaking. Yeah. And so, is that just because, well, that's the nature of that surgery and that happens? Or is it because they're like, ah, we kind of fucked up, but... They'll never admit that. I don't think that there's any of a fuck up. I think they're just kind of like, ah, yeah, it just happened. We don't really know why. Oh, um, no. So they went so in they back and they, they give you all these tests. Yeah, like I went in for, uh, I had to do like three lumbar punctures where they uh, oh, oh, basically man. shove like a giant needle into your spinal column and test the fluid to make sure everything's okay. Oh, Sean. (laughs) Oh, that makes my lumbar hurt. Well, the weird thing is... Is that intense? It was, but I'm I'm a huge nerd and I love any of like science documentaries. I love figuring out how things work. I love seeing inside of things. So when they actually did my lumbar puncture, they basically, the first time I went in, they laid me on my side and then they come in, they mark the area with a a marker and then they bring over this... Uh, they call it fluorescence. It's basically like a live x-ray. So you see a TV screen, and you yeah. can actually see, like, all your bones moving and Whoa. kind of like your general <laughs> they, they had really that. Cool, they had that when I did my barium enema. They had that same thing going on. Yeah. I could oh, see, really? like, yeah, your bowel dude. just bowel I could just see the barium, because barium, like, glows. It's like a... I don't know. It's an element that like glows and whatever, whatever yeah. that kind of like X-ray thing. It's probably like, dense. It, it, it well, it's dense, but it also has like a I don't know some sort of property that makes it like very radioactive. Obvious, very, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in an X-ray, that's what the <clears throat> that's what that would be. Yeah, the yeah. density of it. Because yeah, sure. X, okay. X-rays go through thin things like your muscles and your okay. I didn't, and your, I didn't realize and your skin, that. but your bones are dense, so that's why that's why you that's see why it, it sees up, your yeah. bones, but not anything else. So you got to see. This going on while you're, yeah, Taylor, that was a, yeah, that was a good one. You're smart. You're a smart yeah. cookie, Taylor. So when I was like laying there on the table, I could actually see my spinal column. And then they would like just have me laying there. I was completely awake. They just did a little needle on my back to kind of numb the area. And then I'm watching. It was kind of messed up because I'm just laying there kind of cool and whatever, just no, no big deal. Then all of a sudden this guy walks in. He, it's almost like the opening of the Simpsons where Homer's carrying like a test tube with the big forceps <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. full, like 
covering, body covering. Yo, like, no way, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, shit. Walks out. Then another guy comes over with these big lead line gloves, picks up the canister, unscrews the top, and then they put the needle in and, and, they're and both pull sweating. out. Sweating. They're both just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, uh, are you, uh, are you, uh, are you about to put that in me? Yeah. Uh, do I get a pair of gloves? Do I get a suit? Um, I feel weird. Hello? Well, Hello? that's what freaks yeah, me they're out. They're talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just laying there, like, oh, this should be fun. What's going to go happen next? Like, I have no idea. Then all of a sudden, they start walking over with this needle of stuff. I'm like, wait. No. They're in that lead suit. He's like lead gloves. Oh. They're covering my body with lead, but. They're going to shove this in my back and inject me. Oh, uh, they use something called indium. It's like this uh, short-lived radioactive material that they get from the uh, reactor uh, in Ontario, I think it is. And so they get the fuck out of here, yeah, yeah. Sean. Um, it was actually just before um, <laughs> they go to the reactor. <laughs> they, just, they just head out to Ontario. They're like, "Yo, uh, you guys got radioactive stuff? Sweet. Do you have any extra?" In, in indium, yeah, <laughs> we need some of that. It sounds like it sounds like the start of like a like a superhero movie. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get any superpowers. Not I'm really quite. bummed about that. You get, you get superhero headaches. Yeah, that's uh, like a, yeah. Before we go on, I'm gonna eat this candy. This is not gonna get me high. Correct? That's not okay, gonna get you high. It just looks tasty. And I, might get you a sugar rush, but that's oh, okay. what I. Right. <laughs> you're fine. Um, so I went in. They basically did this injection. They had me like. On my side, they put the needle in. When they put the needle in, I could actually see the needle approaching my spinal column in the live x-ray that like, the screen is watching. And it's like everything else is like, till I was saying, like this stuff is, you see where the bones are and you kind of see like a little bit of the lightness and darkness where the different densities are. Then all of a sudden there's like this metal needle coming in. So it's super dense. It shows up as bright white on the screen. And it's slowly moving towards your spine. And for yeah. some reason you hear Dan and... Exactly. Well, at that point, I was at the like starting to think like, hmm, maybe I should lay still for this part because it's coming in towards my spinal column. The guy's like, you're going to feel like a little poke, a little pop. That's just going into through the dura matter, and then we'll actually like be in your spinal column. So just don't move and try to be still. So I'm like. You're shoving a giant needle in my back, and I have a TV screen where I can watch it. Of course, I'm going to like try to they, watch it. Yeah, 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 you like, crane, like yeah. craning your neck. Like, no, no. Were you frozen? Were you frozen? Yeah, no, I was completely like I could have moved. Uh, I was frozen just in that lower back area. Yeah, um, but so did it. Uh, so I guess like did it hurt? Like did it hurt going in? Oddly did enough, that didn't. Move? Everyone told me that it was going to. They're like, oh yeah, lumbar punctures. That was going to fuck you up. You're going to be messed up. Who, who's everybody? Who's all the people that know this? <laughs> uh, a couple of my friends um, that I, I talked to and like a message board after I found out what I was going for. Sure, what the, sure. I like start googling the, it. And the doctor says it. The doctor's like, this this <laughs> needle's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah. This oh, is about to hurt. This is gonna fuck you up. The guy, the guy with the suit on is just like. Oh, this is where I'm going to fuck you up. This is going to hurt so bad, dude. Well, so I'm like laying there thinking that it's, I was expecting the worst. I thought I was like, yeah, this is going to be horrible. But I was laying there. My back was numb. I didn't feel a thing. And uh, they basically, they put the needle and then they take the plunger off the end of it and kind of watch to see how much pressure comes out. So they actually measure the amount of fluid that's in your spinal column. <laughs> and mine was low, not extremely low, but it was lower than average or what it should be. Because it was leaking? Yeah, because it's leaking out it's of the spine. Leaking. Do you know oh, what, what CSF is for? The, that's the short for it, right? Yeah. Cerebral spinal, spinal fluid. fluid. CSF, what does that do? What's that for? It sounds like this. I mean, we're talking about it, right? And it's leaking out of you. And it, <laughs> it seems like it's this, to me, in my head, it's like this mysterious fluid that like, I feel like if you could extract this shit, put it in a cup and drink it. Like 
aside from it being I think Dr. Totally Oz, I think Dr. Oz is doing that. But I feel like, yeah, yeah, like I feel like that's a thing that you would see on Dr. Oz being like, if you can get your hands on a glass of spinal fluid and drink it once a day. I got to see a glass of my spinal fluid after they drained some of it to test. And, what, did it look, what color uh, is it? It's like a clearish color. It's actually like a... I was hoping you are going to say it was a deep, deep black. Very thick and very black. It's like a neon purple. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Mine's no, it's, rainbow color. <laughs> it just comes out in rainbow color. Keep changing. Uh, but no, it's sort of clear, but it's basically like a, a sugary water is basically what it is. Sounds like my cum. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, is that... <laughs> Oh, God. Too, too far? <laughs> I thought your cum was salty, not sugar. Yeah, me too. I thought you were savory, not sweet. <laughs> no comment. Oh, um, yeah, so basically uh, it's almost like a, a viscous fluid. It's a little bit thicker than sweat, things like that. So it has a little bit of uh, weight to it. Guys, and again, it again, it sounds exactly like my cum. Oh, God. Oh, dude. Shut up. Oh. Jesus. And, uh, they can basically... It, it, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. So um, but yeah, so it's like a, a thick liquid that kind of acts like a shock absorber for the entire brain and spinal column. So your brain naturally floats in your skull. It's not just kind of resting there. It's, it's Which not is a such thing. an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, I never really realized that. I always assumed yeah. that the brain just kind of filled that space and that was yeah. it. But like there's a buffer zone. and it, Yeah. Know. So it acts as a, a shock that's what absorber a, for and that. And that's what a concussion is, right? Like if you, it's when yeah. your brain actually yeah, that. fills that empty space because it swells. Is, yeah. that, is that how it works? I've I heard that. I don't know. And it's, that's it I've presses heard. on the skull. Yeah. I don't know. That new movie with Will Smith is coming out. That'll explain a lot about that. I want to know more about your leaky brain. Yeah. So um, after they did the uh, lumbar puncture, they tested, they found that there's leaks. Uh, well, they found that my pressure was low. So then they used uh, indium injection, so they put it into my spinal column, and then they kind of watched where the fluid went. They could see it on, like, a MRI and get, basically see exactly where this was going. And uh, the worst part about it was, like, after the procedure, I left the hospital. I walked home. Uh, I was feeling perfectly fine. And uh, they're like, you know, the first 24 hours are going to be rough, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. I feel great. This is, like, not a problem at all. And then I got home. The next day, I woke up with such a severe headache. I'd never had anything like it in my life. They called it a spinal headache. and oh, it does not sound good. No, it's friggin' intense. Like, you basically just, everything hurts. Like, moving, talking, light, dark, everything. Like, it was to the point that even putting my head on a soft, like, memory foam pillow it hurt too much. So I was like oh, trying to like lay yeah, there with my head sucks. off it. I've, I've never, I definitely never ever experienced that, but I have experienced migraines and there's something about that pain that is so like unescapable mm-hmm. that like, I don't know about you, but like panic sets in, you know what I mean? It's like this, you can't, you, you just like, you want to move your body and like to, to just like somehow shift into comfort, but there's no, that is the worst Feeling so okay. So Sean, you uh, <laughs> you you go and you find out that this leak is happening. Is there a way for them to remediate it? Uh, they tried to patch it. Um, I get like a yeah. second time. No, well, this time doing it a little bit different way. It's called an epidural blood block, and uh, it's actually a common procedure, but mostly with women after they have an epidural for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of area in the spinal column where they do it usually uh with yes, women it's down way lower yeah, the, an epidural is an, yeah. is a back needle right yeah, it's yeah. a spinal needle. it basically goes right into the spinal column so it goes into the same space as you would have 
from my surgeries or my procedures. So it's really close to the spinal column. But when women have it done for epidurals after, um, like if it causes a leak and they have to patch it, they can do that really low in the spine. So there's very little risk, like even if they nick the spinal column and it's so low, it's like, okay, maybe you'll lose feeling and such and such a point. But uh, <laughs> whatever, maybe you'll lose feeling in both your legs exactly. and you'll never have sex again, but don't worry about it. <laughs> but it's mine. No. Um, but the actual place where they had to do mine was way up, uh, right at my neck. So they had to do, uh, and basically oh, they took blood out of my arm and then God. injected it into my spine while I was awake. And uh, Was that painful? Yeah, that was messed up. Like they gave me this, drug. I don't know what they called. I was nervous as hell the first time. They tried to do it three times for me. Of course you were. Whoa. Nervous as hell because I'm like, well, I wasn't even nervous about the actual <clears throat> procedure. I'm like, they can pretty much fuck anything up, but I don't want to be like paralyzed from the neck down. <laughs> or I just read this article about someone who uh, had locked in syndrome for like years oh, where- no, dude. Whoa, what's, what's locked what's, in? Yeah. Uh, locked in syndrome is basically where your brain is awake. It's fully functioning, but you have no- control over anything like you basically oh. look like you're completely comatose uh and if they looked at you pretty much everyone would think that you're either like a veg yeah dude um, uma thurman in, in, uma thurman and kill bill yeah yeah, yeah. then you wake real. up and all of a sudden you remember everything you like everything is there you can hear people uh sometimes There's you can an open your eyes and see things people who have experienced actually. locked in syndrome during surgery Oh, like that's 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 a that's a, There's a movie a, about a, that. A serious it's called awake. So, Check so it there's out. a Radio risk. Lab. So there's a risk Fantastic. of uh, there's a risk of that when you go in and have the needle. <laughs> yeah, because the where they had to do it on mine because my uh, part where the leak was so high in my spine, they basically had to inject the blood and it goes into a space that's like about two to three millimeters away from my actual spinal cord. So wow. there's always a Precision. risk of it. They just yeah. nick it with a needle, then you know you're fucked. Uh, but uh, the procedure itself, it's messed up because they inject the blood into your spinal column and your nerves in your spinal column don't really know what to think about it. Mm. So in my head, I kept just saying, like, I think there's a bus on me. Like, it literally felt like there's a bus sitting on top of me because it's crushing my lungs. Because the Jesus. needle was putting blood into my spinal column, which put pressure on it, which kind of, from what I think at least, was telling the nervous system that something heavy. Yeah, yeah, something heavy is on me. Something so heavy that it was not only crushing my body, but enough to put pressure on my spinal column. So Whoa. my brain was like, Whoa. not sure what's going on. So Whoa. I was like, I can't breathe. And they're like, you can breathe fine. I'm like, nope, there's a bus on me. Like, I feel like I'm going to suffocate. They're like, just breathe normally. I'm like, there's a bus. I can't breathe normally. So that went on eventually. Uh, I had to like be in bed for, I think it was a day or two or two weeks where I wasn't allowed lifting anything and it didn't work. So they tried it two more times. And after the third time, they're like, you know, this is too risky and it's not working. If they had done the procedure within 24 hours of the leak forming, it would have been pretty much a 99.4% success rate or some crazy amount like that. But because they didn't wait or because they waited like a year to do it, um, it didn't work. So oh, eventually the blood is supposed to find the hole and form a clot around it. But for me, it just didn't work. So. Oh, shit. So now your, your brain is still leaking. Yes. So that, that this, this, this is now where you're at currently. Mm-hmm. And hence the bags of weed. Exactly. Um, yeah, basically ever since the surgery, I've had a nonstop headache. It doesn't really go away. 
Um, it varies in intensity. Some days it's just kind of like a, a dull throb that's just constantly there. And other days it's, I can't even stand up or I can't walk. I'm just like in bed. And, even when you medicate? Yeah, even when I medicate. Oh my God, uh, really? My doctor, my neuro- neurologist, he basically told me, he's like, you know, I can put you on permanent disability. Uh, just stay in bed. I'm like, at the time, I think I was like early 20s, mid 20s. How the fuck? Like, That's no way to live. Tell us about this medical medical marijuana. How did how did you come about well, using that? Um, it started out, I was actually uh, on Tunnel 3 for the longest time. And I, was, I think at the most, I was about 14, 15 Tunnel 3 a day, just kind of manage the pain levels Ooh. and stuff like that. And that it worked well for the liver. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine what my liver and kidneys look like after that. Because before that, I was on prescription strength ibuprofen for about two or three years where it was like 600 milligram doses several times a day. So I'm sure I exceeded the limits of every medication that I've been on. But I I just realized that I'm really high right now. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I zoned out. (laughs) I zoned out hard for a minute there. Dude, yeah. Um, See, I was getting all excited. Like I looked over, you had this big smile. I'm like, oh, I'm nailing this. I'm doing (laughs) it. I was like, I was sitting there going, what did he say? And then you realize he's looking just past your head. (laughs) So, Jared, don't worry. This is perfect time because we're we're actually getting into the weed part. Yeah. This this may be the point where Jeremy stops talking about yeah, you, you just hang tight and uh, enjoy the show enjoy the enjoy the podcast thanks, welcome, for, welcome thanks for having sick, me guys welcome to sick boy podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick today we're talking about weed so <laughs> Jeremy's high so Sean you so yeah. yeah tell us about when you found out about that um so basically circling to the pain clinic over in Dartmouth uh, my doctor recommended I go there just kind of get off the tunnel three and they put me Dartmouth. on some other stuff. Uh, of course, Dartmouth, Dartmouth like, the dark side. Now, yeah, go to Dartmouth. You're gonna get drugs. Go exactly. to Dartmouth. You're either gonna record drugs. a podcast or you're about drugs, or <laughs> you're gonna get high, <laughs> or, or both at the same time. So I went to uh, this clinic, and they end up putting me on a bunch of different stuff until they finally put me on uh, synthetic THC. It goes by the. Um, Brand name of Sesmet. The street uh, name of what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sesmet or uh, Nabilone, I think it is, or Nabilone. It sounds, it sounds intense. Synthetic THC? Yeah, it's basically like uh, just THC, nothing else, and small capsules, low dose. And it was sort of working, but the capsules took about two hours to kick in. They weren't very strong, and uh, they weren't really working. And one time I was over at, uh, there used to be a laser tag place over here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went there with some friends for a birthday, and uh, I had played like one round. I used to love like paintball survival games, still that. And so I was like really into it. And I made it through like one round, then I was like, fuck, my head's killing me. Like just the action and the tensity of everything just kind of. Do you think that more maybe, just like maybe someone shot the laser directly into your eye? That's possible. And just, you just got a headache from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, basically, into my move, I can, well, I can you know, feel you it. You did say something about your spine. So yeah, maybe it was that actually. <laughs> it might have been that yeah i did like one round and then all of a sudden it was just like such a killer headache that i couldn't play anymore and one of my buddies was like hey i have a joint with me do you want to go give it a try and i'd been on the uh thc pills for a while I'm like eh, it's kind of the same thing so sure so i went out into the parking lot we lit it up smoked it and then i went back in and i played like two or three more rounds of laser tag i was like this worked so it was the first time I could actually Whoa. be a little more functional. Do the THC pills do? Do they? Did they? Were they getting you? Were they giving you the the effect of being high, or was it just the? Was it just uh, uh, more watered I, down? Just like the. Well, I know that they. I know that they have. They have treatments of THC that are. They don't. They don't produce the effect of being high, yeah. but like the medicinal ingredients of of THC 
like they treat something, but they don't give you that effect. Yeah, this one here was a fairly low dose. They had me on uh, <clears throat> three milligram doses of it, and three milligrams is about a third of a joint or a quarter of a joint, like okay. an average size joint that was is usually about ten milligrams, somewhere in that range, from what I've read at least. Yeah, and so the dose is fairly low. I wasn't really feeling any buzz or any type of high from it, especially after being on you know fourteen tenol three. Like yeah. that was a buzz where you just kind of like zone out, whereas. The THC pills, I didn't really feel it at all. Yeah. Um, so when I actually tried the joint, um, it was it worked way better. It was fast, it was almost instant, and oh yeah, it was yeah, just kind of a game changer. So I went back and talked to my doctor, and my doctor was like, "No, no, you can't do it. Um, it's not legal." I'm like, "I think it is legal for medical patients." They're like, "No, nah, it's not." He just wanted to keep me on the uh, Yo, Sesmed that, and that fucker, the prescriber. Fuck that guy. Basically said that it would be illegal to prescribe it to me, um, and he didn't want to. So I ended up finding a doctor online that would do it. Um, there's a doctor out; they have a clinic out in BC, and uh, I basically had to get a copy of all my medical documents, all my test results, all my. Doctor uh, Chong was it? Is it Doctor Chong or no? Sorry, Doctor Cheech. <laughs> Doctor Cheech. Which one is? I was like, when you said uh, that, I didn't quite catch doctor, on. Yeah, it took Dr. me a Emory. second. It's, it, then, yeah, it came off as like, a, I don't get this semi-racist. Yeah, Asian I was like, yeah. I was like, why does he have to be Asian? <laughs> why uh, is he that's Asian? where I went to. Yeah, it's going like, this is getting weird. Yeah. yeah. That's um, so yeah, they basically uh, this doctor out in uh, BC or Doctor Shaw, uh, Cynthia Shaw. She actually has a medical marijuana clinic where that's <laughs> one of the main things they do is try to look at getting patients off like pharmaceuticals and put them on actual marijuana as opposed to, yeah. you know, just pills all the time. So I ended up uh, sending all my documentation to her, getting it all filled out. And then she was the one who signed me into the program. And uh, they can't do that anymore. Unfortunately, they actually just made it illegal for the doctors to treat people outside of their zones or outside of their kind of uh, province. But at the time she was able to do it. And there wasn't a lot of it around. You're the Halifax. case. You're why they were like, yeah, that fucking Probably. Sean guy went over there and got that weed. <laughs> Well, the weird thing is take that our, our that special weed. That, that uh, weed stuff. Nova Scotia actually has like a higher concentration of medical marijuana users than <laughs> most other provinces do. Why does that uh, not surprise me? Exactly. <laughs> um, well, you can't really walk downtown without smelling weed somewhere, yeah. so it doesn't surprise me that there's at least a few people with their license. Okay, so, so uh, my my thoughts about this is is would you? Okay, I'll put it this way. What did you think about people growing up when you would see these kids in school smoking weed? What did you think of them? I was so uncool that I didn't even get to see the people smoking weed. I was like <laughs> in the computer lab and they were like somewhere else and that I didn't know. Not, but you, but not you knew in the computer right? lab. You knew it was happening. Oh, yeah. So, um, and what did you, like, what, how did you feel about those people? Um, I think my always thought process was like how sad do you have to be that you can't have fun without – Drugs or alcohol, and yeah. now that I'm older and I've tried drugs and alcohol, I'm like oh, like, oh yeah, uh, now I, I get, get it. it. It's like it. oh, this being an adult, that's, yeah, yeah. And, and, so, so and I just want to I want to add to the this to the conversation too is that I didn't smoke weed in in high school. Um, I I started smoking weed in university, um, and I still think that there's an age where or and maybe it's not age, maybe it's a mature a level of maturity, but there's a level where I think smoking weed is okay. And I think it kind of goes hand in hand with alcohol. Like when you see kids in high school getting blackout drunk, that's not super healthy. It's not dangerous, but if they're 
Well, it can be dangerous. Mm, but uh, if beg no, the difference. No, no, no. Okay, it's not. I mean, it's not. If I know, there's a kid I know what you mean. drinking and going to a party on a weekend, it's not necessarily going to ruin their life. You know, the, for some people, it might now. Yeah. But it's like the kids smoking weed during lunch break at school. That's not a fucking good idea. No, yeah. there's definitely a, like a time and place. I, mean, I think it has to do with any type of kind of moderation is key of most exactly. things. Like you can overdo anything. You can drink too much water and die. So, you know, there's yeah. limits to what you can or can't. And the point, and the point of, all, of me bringing this up is that it sucks. It fucking sucks that that, that is ruining or preventing people. Because people abuse it, it's preventing people like you or other people who can reap the the medical benefits of it from actually getting but it's not even abuse. really an abu- it's not really not even real i mean you're you're right there are there are people i guess you could say abusing it in terms of like um uh youth doing it in inappropriate times but that doesn't change the fact that it's a it's still illegal and alcohol is legal and you can also you can also obviously abuse that as a youth and go out and get fucked up on the weekends or whatever or or during the week um well it's a kind of messed up system like cigarettes and alcohol are fully legal even though they're been proven to be many times more dangerous and toxic to the body than marijuana. So oh, yeah. It's, but, it's, I mean, you look at it, alcohol used to be legal, right? Like, yeah. it's just... For it's a very just, short time. Yeah, it's just a way of... I mean, I, I, the way I look at, at marijuana, it's like it, it was it was legal, but the people are just like, oh, it's this thing. And then they were like, wait, this is this is changing people from being normal human beings, putting them into this, like, altered state... We got to fucking control. I don't know. I don't know the politics of it, but like, we got to put some like control on that. All right, boom. It's not legal now. And then it's like, okay, everyone's fucking doing it. Like, for years, we're all just doing it. Why the fuck is it? Well, it's, and the same thing with alcohol. Like, alcohol, everyone was doing alcohol. It was illegal. And then they're like, fuck, fine. Let's just like regulate it and put it out. Well, I feel like it's just the natural. But it's been yeah. so long. I'm so high. I don't know what. I, like what I just said right now. I have no yeah, idea. Fine. Did it, it make sense? Yeah, it made total <laughs> okay. sense. The whole time I was talking, stop I was... second guessing yourself. You're okay. <laughs> the whole it's time like... I was talking, I was going. What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying, man? <laughs> it's, it's, saying. Great well, job, bro. it's one of those things where like you're watching marijuana yourself has speak. been used since like uh, <laughs> like I think they estimated like three or four thousand years ago. They started using it. And uh, they've even found like pipes and stuff like that and artifacts that have been used that still show like cannabis resin on them and stuff. And uh, in Indian culture, they used to use it as a a kind of a spiritual thing as well, using ghee, uh, like clarified butter. They called it holy ghee is the name they use for it, which is basically clarified butter with infused marijuana. And they use that for medicinal purposes and stuff. And uh, one of the things they're learning now, it's still very slowly learned because there's been so many restrictions on any type of uh, research on marijuana and even actually getting access to it was so restricted. They're starting to realize how all the different components of marijuana actually work together. Uh, Israel, of all places, uh, has been doing like a ton of research on marijuana for years. You know. Yeah, there's even a few of the licensed producers in Canada that buy uh, Israeli genetics for their uh, weed growing operations. So, oh, really? Uh, they just really have perfected, like, they helped uh, develop some of the strains, uh, 
similar to like Charlotte's Web uh, strain, which is like this really low THC, high CBD uh, strain of weed. So I was none of this. It'd be like this. This really fucking dank shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, this real the dank, skunkiest, no. skunkiest, the skunkiest stuff. stuff. Dude, probably some of that too. <laughs> uh, I think it's called Pineapple Express. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Uh, the best is though is still Hindu Kush. It's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> have you have you been to Amsterdam? No. I went to the oh, States uh, to go to high school for two years. So my, my first year I went to PA and then my two years I went to down to Boston and, uh, and I got there and all these kids were smoking weed and they, they'd be like, Oh yeah, I got some of this orange Kush or I got some of this like Af- Afghani, Afghani hammer or something like, you know, like I've like, got the, I've got the, I've got this Yeti dick. <laughs> I got the Yeti dick. Well, it all has to do with, uh, it's such a convoluted <laughs> process right now with the naming and with all the licensed producers in Canada that are basically licensed to grow marijuana for medical patients. Some of them are just calling it like the street name of the product, like what the normal strain name. Some of them are giving them like fancy new names, like the so I, I mean, if, if, if I know that we're not really we're talking about we're talking about really really we're talking about medical marijuana, but we're yeah. kind of diving into the into the into the contemplation of of the legality of weed and well, one of the things that they've really kind of missed looking into and they're just starting to do is kind of looking at how uh, weed actually works in the body and cannabinoid receptors, like where the actual. Uh, ability to process cannabis comes from. You could study Jeremy right now. <laughs> yeah, Jer, how do you feel there? He melted. I don't think he's chair. doing any studying right now. Dude, I'm, actually, I'm actually really high. Okay. Oh, I don't dude. ever. This is this is exactly any time I've gotten just, high with Jeremy and like, I mean, and like doing mushrooms or or sm- or eating cookies. Jeremy, oh, whenever he gets high, he he uses the he he uses the word high all the time. He goes, <laughs> he goes, dude, and he goes, he always goes. Like I'm gonna do my best, Jeremy impression, dude. I'm so high, dude. I, but I'm you know so what? high. No, <laughs> this is why I don't ever do this in indulge in THC because I cannot function as a human. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jeremy, did we? Done. Did we throw? I'm <laughs> getting paranoid now. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> did Jeremy. we throw this episode away because oh, I got high? Jeremy, no, we're, no, all, we're all we're all dude, staring at you. We're, just we're having that. We're having a very edgy. Like I, this I is a really that, fascinating this, conversation. Yeah, I think okay, it's super I, okay, important. here, here. I think it's let, super important because okay, you try. Yeah, here, here. Let me try. <laughs> you let me try. try. <laughs> let me take. Let me take the podcast forward. I have a question. Sure. What are the different types? Okay, so dude, can you, you didn't make any sense. <laughs> oh don't, God! Don't do that. Don't do that. Can uh, there's a whole bunch of different types that you can uh, take in your THC. You can take it through. You were saying capsules. Obviously, you can smoke it. That's something that. Uh, do, do people do that medically, like smoke joints? Um, you're doing a good job. They generally recommend not smoking, Mostly. usually vaporizing. Okay. I have a vaporizer at home that I use in the evenings. So do they try to push edibles more so? Um, and, what, and, really. and what other yeah. methods are there other than just edibles like cookies and, and candies and stuff? Yeah, well, the other thing is like they don't really tell you a whole lot. And depending on the doctor, like the last time I got my prescription renewed, my doctor knew nothing about medical marijuana. I had to go in with like, pages of pamphlets and notes and stuff like that to kind of educate him on the effects and oh, how, wow. how I was using it. Um, so there's a lot of uh, information that needs to be spread out or along, yeah, the, in the medical community. Like they don't really talk about it a lot and it's still kind of taboo. So the- but why is that? Because it seems like it's such an- like, I, I can you, tell you why. Okay. Yeah, sure. Because dude, it's a world that's so, it, it, there's so much to the medical world. 
right? They're, like that doctors can't know all that stuff. But I sorry, think, guys, I think I'm because, so sorry. Of, because of all the media attention that, that <laughs> marijuana has gotten in the last five years, I think doctors know that there's that option. And that, and that being said, I also think that it's, it's people like Sean, you hear these stories. I've, I've heard tons of stories like this where it's like this person was in pain or, or they were taking all these pharma pills and like there was, they were destroying their liver. Then all of a sudden, Hey, look, this plant. And you ingest the THC from the plant. Yeah, and there's all clearly sudden, something about it that's working. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but the, exactly. but the thing, thing is, is that that's what, like you were saying. You you go to your doctor's office, and there's all the there's a logo like the corporate or, of the of fucking, the of the company yeah. that that goes. They go into a doctor's office or or a hospital, and they go, "Hey, we're going to educate your doctors on some of the pills on some of the pharmaceuticals that we offer." And they and man, is do it not malicious, don't like, don't be it, dude don't be don't be ignorant to it. Those doctors, man, doctors are getting kickback, kickbacks yeah. for, for pushing products, for prescribing I, pills. I'm so, and like, that's for sure. And I, I feel and like I, Andrew, yeah. I feel like Sean has something. To say. I know, and I want to, and I want to hear from you. But I just, I'm so passionate about this thing because I find it so fucked up to think that like there's any like I'm so naive to think that there. I'm like, no, there's no malicious doctors out there that are that are fucking taking kickbacks from corporate. And I oh, know there that there so is. I know that there it is so happening. Is. But the the goodness in me is like. Fuck those people. And the reason, Why the fuck is that happening? And the reason because that they don't so want to, the reason that they don't want to, and one of the reasons that they don't want to go and, and be prescribing marijuana and mar- why marijuana is a massive threat to the pharmaceutical industry not, is because you can cultivate it yourself. Yeah. You can grow it yourself. The, the pharmaceutical company uh, can't, they, you don't need a lab and chemicals and, and lab equipment to produce marijuana. You can grow it. It's a fucking yeah. plant. Exactly. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Go One ahead, of the um, things with marijuana, though, a couple of things. One is a uh, big reason that doctors don't like prescribing is, one, they don't know enough about it and they don't have enough information about dosing and knowing yeah, exactly. what is appropriate for someone. And the other part is uh, up to a few weeks ago, we were under the Harper government. And the Harper government actually was telling Health Canada to run like anti-drug ads, anti-marijuana ads, and forcing Health Canada to kind of put pressure on doctors not to prescribe it. Dude, so. uh, Harper was quoted saying that uh, smoking weed is infinitely, infinitely. more har- infinitely more harmful than cigarettes. Than cigarettes. cigarettes and alcohol, yeah. It's like, um, no. Like every, uh, dude, everyone knows uh, that's not true. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? For sure not a fact. Well, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. For sure not a fact. And that's why that liar's not around anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, so do you know, do you do any other... Is there any other ways that you take your your uh, marijuana? I usually either use the vaporizer, usually in the evening, because I find the vaporizer, uh, you get more of a head effect to it, so you get that more of a stone brain to it, whereas if you eat it, you get more of a body, body effect. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's like five different pain pathways in the body, and the fifth one is like the actual pain pathway in the brain and the uh, spinal column. So that type of pain, no other... Uh, 
medicines really hit that, like Advil, Tylenol, any of those things, they don't really get there. The only thing that really affects the brain would be opiates and cannabinoids. They can get through the blood-brain barrier and get to the brain okay. Um, so in order to actually take a, medic- a type of medication that will affect it, either you need to be on opioids and something that will really wreck me or uh, weed, which I can kind of just still function. Exactly. So if I take it as a capsule, it's the same thing as an edible. So it goes into your system. It kind of a slower takeoff to it. It's gradual. It kind of builds and then it kind of fades off. Whereas when you smoke it or vaporize it, it's almost like an instant effect. Have you ever, I, I feel like I, I met a guy who had a, a spray. mouth spray. Uh, how does that work though? I want, to, I want to know how it works, how it's supposed to work. Well, one of the things is, uh, well, <coughs> well, the big point is that with marijuana, it's not just THC. Everyone knows THC, but yeah. that's just one of 85 cannabinoids that are in oh, geez, uh, marijuana. And most people don't know what the other ones do. And most doctors and researchers are still trying to figure out what they do, but they know there's what they call a gang effect or gang defect where THC works with the other cannabinoids to create an overall like holistic treatment as opposed to just being like you take this particular THC pill that just has THC like goes on, but you don't get all those other benefits. And right. a lot of those things treat as uh, anything from like depression to uh, some of them have known been uh, treating certain issues with like nightmares, PTSD, and, PTSD yeah. and all that stuff. So there's a lot of kind of interconnectedness to it and how it actually works and how it affects the body and the brain. And by actually smoking it or ingesting it or something like that, you get all the cannabinoids as opposed to just taking a pill. Um, most of the time it's basically just either inhaling it or eating it. There's different ways of eating it. I've seen like gummy worms and gummy yeah, candy. pretty yeah. much everything you can think yeah. of. Yeah. Really. I've, had, I've always had this um, this kind of... Uh, and you can you can totally weigh in on this after I after I say it, but uh, I've I've had this. It's interesting talking about like the actual scientific uh, um, breakdown. Yeah, the breakdown of what of what in the in marijuana that does its thing. And I've always kind of had this this you know, this very layman um, uh, uh, perspective that when you you know, if I, if I, uh, if I get a really bad headache or if I get sick, like sick, uh, like I have a flu oh, gosh, and I have yeah. a really headache or I'm nauseous. I mean, when I came back from Peru, uh, last, oh shit, I mentioned <laughs> Peru again. Damn it. <laughs> Peru for the south thousandth time and it'll get cut again. I'm we sure. Literally just have a hashtag. Hashtag Taylor hashtag went to Peru. Peru number six. Yeah. So uh, when I got back game. when I got back from Peru, I was very I was every I was, time Taylor mentions Peru, you drink, check your drink. Yeah, eat I was, a cookie. I was very sick when I got oh, back God. from Peru. I was very nauseous for about a week, and I smoked I smoked hash every day. Yeah, I remember all you saying day. that was the only thing that you could do. It was the only thing that made me feel better. Yeah. And 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 I think about what what that does and 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 just my just me th- sitting there and contemplating with the effect of marijuana is is me thinking, okay, so you know, you have uh I have one part of my my body that feels this sensation of nausea or if I have a headache, it's up here, it's in my head or it's down here, it's in my stomach or it's pain cuz I rolled my ankle or whatever. And that's that's very central. I can locate it. When you have one part of your body that hurts, you have hundreds of other parts that don't hurt. How do you focus your concentration? But pain, that's what pain, pain is a pain alerts you to something that needs care. So yeah, you know that it, that it needs care, but how can you refocus your brain onto the other parts of your body that actually feel good? And I feel like that's what marijuana does. That's how I've always felt about it is that it, it just... It doesn't necessarily take the pain away. 
it, it allows your brain to not to not only view the part of your body that hurts or the part of your body that is sending a signal to your brain going, take care of me, take care of me, take care of me. It's like, okay, I understand that. I understand I need to take care of myself right now for this. It, but if I smoke weed, then, okay, I can focus on all the rest of the parts of my body that but, feel really great. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> is it? Well, there's that parts that's crazy to me. I, I, don't, I don't think know. so. I don't think that's that's, how Joe, it, that's no. your perspective. No, that's of my how no, it helps no, you I know, though, right? No, like, that's what yeah. I'm saying in conjunction with that's why it's amazing to hear the to oh. hear the scientific uh, oh, dude, this is I, what the this is okay. what they're doing. Jeremy's just really stoned, so he didn't really understand what no, he said. No, I thought you were saying that's how it worked, and I was like, dude, uh, where are you getting these facts? No, 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 no. That's just my pers- <laughs> that's just my perspective on it. Yeah. It's my perspective on the mental effect of marijuana that right. it allows you it allows you to take your mind off of something that when you are, let's say, sober, in quotations, you can't you can't focus on anything but that central part of your body that's yeah. going pain, 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 yeah, pain, I just, pain. I think it's I think it's really funny because there's probably going to be people who have two mindsets when they listen to this episode. They're like, there's going to be a group of people who feel really endearing towards Jared. They're like. Oh, he, oh, poor guy. And then the, and the other He's ones high. are like, like what? get this oh, fucking this guy, guy off the top of iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy, guy this should pot, not be on this, the best of this, 2015. This Listen pot to this head. turd. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, well, I guess one of the things about it is uh, all the different cannabinoids, <laughs> they do different things. And some of them are, like you said, they're great for treating Anything from like stomach illness, a lot of cancer patients use it when they're going through chemotherapy and they have like upstairs stomach and they can't eat. It just kind of does things to the brain that A, turns on the, hug, uh, the hunger signal, signal blah. Uh, and it does different things to kind of activate those regions of the brain. Each different cannabinoid has different effects. Like you can actually get strains that have like really high CBN or CBD, which is better for like uh, depression and anxiety. But you can also have ones that are really high in THC, which can actually make people a little more anxious and a little more uh, yeah. stressed out to get like that paranoid aspect to mm-hmm. it. But the, yeah, and there's different strains of weed that are like people say, uh, and this is coming back to like just sm- like not medical, but like just smoking, smoking pot. Um, it, uh, is it indica and sativa? Indica and sativa, and like people are like, oh, I don't fuck with sativa, like, or I only do indica because that makes me feel. But what's like, is that kind of what you're? Yeah, there's a couple different types of cannabis, the actual plant itself. Like, there's uh, cannabis sativa and cannabis indica, and there's another one, rodent or something like that. I forget what it's called. Uh, but basically, they're all different strains. And the same thing like hemp, it's from that same family. But uh, oh. indica and sativa are two very similar plants, but they're actually like quite different in size and shape, even. Like a indica plant will probably get like about a meter tall, meter and a half at most, whereas a sativa plant can get as high as an actual tree. Like it can get Whoa, like wow. several. Well, I think the top I saw was about twenty feet tall. It can get. Wow. Yeah, they. I saw, the, uh, and it's two lot. very different highs. That's a lot of. Yeah, weed. a lot of people kind of associate with them with different things. Indicas tend to have a more relaxing effect on yeah, the body. Yeah, it chills you out more. Yeah, and yeah. then sativas are a little more energizing. And there's been times where I've like smoked a sativa or had a uh, sativa uh, vaporized at night and then not be able to, able to sleep or have like a crazy headache and just like, I'm just going to sit down and not move for the rest of the day. If I, no. went, if I went and found a, like a, a drug dealer on the street here 
and yeah. picked up some weed and didn't know anything about it because I think fuck, indica. You know I think is indica it, is the pr- predominant. Yeah, is it? Do you, yeah, is there much variance? You know, on the street level here, um, there's a bit. Uh, it depends on who's growing. Sometimes they'll <laughs> have like they were asking what the deal is. Like what, yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the sitch on the street? Well, I think that's one of the downsides about prohibition. How it's illegal is the fact that you don't. There's know. not a lot of information know. about it. And I remember when I first got my license, uh, I had the option of buying like some really cheap nasty looking stuff from health Canada or buying it from a friend or getting someone to grow it for me or growing it myself. Those are my options. And, uh, I didn't want to grow myself. I couldn't because I lived in an apartment, so you didn't have a grow license and the stuff health Canada was selling wasn't the very good stuff. So I'd what? get it from, they, they don't grow good shit. No. It, Come it on sucked. health Canada, get it together. Well, they sold stuff that was already pre-milled. So it was all like grounded up and it looked like, you get it they, like sold, a, they sold stuff that they bought at a, at a police auction. You Probably. get it in like a vacuum, <laughs> in a vacuum sealed bag, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually, health Canada was, uh, had I thought that was pretty good. Actually. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it came from a place, a uh, grow up out in Ontario that actually is now one of the licensed producers that grows and sells to medical patients. But is that what this is? Uh, that stuff there is from, uh, Dispensary in BC. Okay, that I buy from. Uh, and do you know if this is sativa or? Do, or oh, so it is. Okay, yeah. so when you're doing your medical, uh, when you're like in taking it medically, you can find that out. Like if it's sativa or if it's indica. Or, um, yeah, usually, like when I buy, uh, well, if I can, you're buying it from a place, then you yeah, know. they'll know exactly what the genetics right. are. And there's websites like uh, Leafly.com, so like that, where you can kind of go on and actually type in the name, and it will give you a complete breakdown of what you'll usually see in that strain, like what the effects are. Very cool. Um, yeah, it's really neat because you can type in like Pineapple Express and it'll tell you, it's like this one here, uh, Pineapple Express is a sativa, is going to give you a little more of a awake, energizing high as opposed to yeah, like the movie. Coach Law. Car chases and May induce a, 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 a one-day-long adventure with Seth Rogen <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. and James Franco. What's the deal with traveling with medical marijuana? Uh, traveling within Canada, it's fine as long as you have your prescription or your license information so with you. So you can go from province to province, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can't leave the country with it, that otherwise. Obviously. But I, after I got my license, I was so kind of like going on my first traveling since getting my license. I was going on my first traveling. Uh, <laughs> my first traveling my, my circus. First, <laughs> yes. Um, I was going to Newfoundland for a wedding, and my first time going to Newfoundland, I was like, yeah, this would be fun. So here I am, like, I'm going to be gone away for a couple of days. So I was like, I need my vaporizer. I need weed. I need cookies. I need, well, what if I'm going to be going to this event? Then I'll need my capsules. And I put all my carry-on luggage. And I was, there's a part of me that had, like, my license. It used to be this big eight and a half by 14 piece of paper that I carry with me. Yeah. So I was, like, slightly excited to use that, like, get to the security checkout, put my bag down, expecting, like, whoa, there's weed in that bag. And I'm like, it's okay. I have my license. I like pull out my <laughs> like a scroll. Yeah, <laughs> and I was kind of like excited waiting for that to happen because being a bit of a goody two shoes growing up, I never tried pod, never had. You go through like, security, the guys just like, oh sweet, you like the strand? That's they didn't even look at it. Like the really? bag went through, and anyone that saw the bag, you know why though? Because they ain't looking for drugs. Those guys are looking for bombs. That's the true. dogs. Are there for the drugs, <laughs> and there's never the dogs. Yeah, there's there's never the dogs. So they I went, and the they dogs. didn't even look at it. They didn't ask the question. So I was a little disappointed by it. But uh, it's I, like when you legal when you turn first turn nineteen, you want to go to the liquor store and really use you your want, ID. Yeah, yeah you you get carded, ID, but they just didn't ID. do it. So I'm like, yeah. oh, well, this is anticlimactic. What's so. your? Uh, what, um, I, what, just, I just want to come back to uh, the leaky to your leaky brain. Yeah. So 
is 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 it basically it now that really funny? Yeah, I, I, I want to come back to your leaky brain. Uh, is it? Are you basically now in the position where they're not doing any other proactive kind of treatments or trying to find a way to treat it? It's just kind of you have to medicate and yeah, monitor it. Yeah, pretty much. I've talked to my doctors. Like the last time I talked to any of my neurologists or neurosurgeons or neuroanesthesiologist was. Uh, several years ago, they've all kind of just given up on it. They're like, eh, maybe something new will come out in the future. Mm. Um, so right now they're just looking at treatment of it. And all the doctors that I did have have either retired or moved on or like my main family doctor, he retired. And so there's a lot of new doctors that don't really ask questions or don't really seem to care. They just kind of like, okay, what do you need? Right. Um, yeah. Like my current doctor, like I went into him, I was like, my medical marijuana prescription is up for renewal. My doctor that's out west, I can't see her anymore. Can you renew it for her? He's like, what for? I'm like, for my brain. Well, what about your brain? I'm like, well, I have a spinal fluid leak. How'd you get that? I'm like, you know that like book sized document in front of you, my file? Like, yeah. it's, it's all in there. So it's. You're weird supposed to, to do your in. homework before I come in and see yeah. you. But I basically just walk in and he's like, well, what do you need? I'm like, well, I need this, this, and this. And like, well, how much of it do you need? I'm like, well, I'm currently getting this amount. So it's all based off uh, prescribed amounts. My prescription is three grams a day. Which I would never smoke three grams That's, a day. What's the so government coverage? What what's the government coverage like? None. <laughs> None. It's expensive. It's all out of pocket. Yeah, it's a. It's one of the things that frustrated me most about it is the fact that they have no problem giving me like lethal levels of Tylenol three for years upon years. Yeah, uh, but they won't cover medical marijuana at all because there's uh, a logo. Now is that something that's that. is that something set to change uh, because of the, like the new government? Uh, they're hoping to get it changed. One of the big kind of issues they have right now is it's not really regulated and how it's actually produced and the dosage and whatnot. And partially because of that, there's no uh, DIN number or drug identification number. So there's no way of actually charging that back to the insurance companies because they need to be able to track which drug it is oh, and what okay. the amounts are. It's all like stupid paperwork stuff. Uh, the only people I think that actually get it covered legally in Canada right now are veterans. Uh, vets have a certain coverage that will cover a certain amount of marijuana for like PS mm-hmm. or PTSD and stuff like that. Okay. But otherwise it's uh, pretty limited and pretty hard to get. Is there is there anything else that you wanted to talk about when you're when you're on the podcast today? Hmm. Uh no, I guess Do you think we covered everything? Pretty much, yeah. I just I guess one main thing is just if you have any type of medical condition that you know that is treatable by it. Uh, I know quite a few of my friends that have medical conditions where, like, yeah, I have this, but I can't actually get um, a prescription for it. Well, you can now under the new system. When MMAR was the program in place, it was very limited, and you had to carry, like, a full license around with you, like a full piece of paper. Now it's the MMPR, and it's just prescription-based, so anyone can get a prescription from their doctor. Sometimes it just involves educating them a little bit. And then most of the licensed producers will have educational information or packets available to take to your doctor. Um, so right. it's cool. something that's... So if you're taking a, a bunch of pills a day, uh, every help. day, then just look into it and see if there's an alternative because yeah. you can certainly be treating yourself in a, in a lot healthier way. Yeah, and when you eat it, there's absolutely no long-term medicinal effects or negative effects of it. There's the potential of some issues if you smoke it or vaporize it. So far, they haven't found any long-term yeah. negative effects from it. I mean, heating 
anything and, and then putting it in into your lungs. Inhaling a heated, yeah. anything heated up into your yeah. lungs. It's not what your lungs are used you to or made for. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. um, and that's one of the other things. Uh, with THC especially, it doesn't actually become psychoactive until it's heated. Uh, there, it undergoes a process called decarboxylation where <clears throat> it actually takes THC from being THC to delta-9 THC, which is the psychoactive form of it. That's why oh, when you wow. smoke it, it's actually heating it up, and that heating process converts it, and then you inhale it. And Which then, is why you can't eat; you can't just eat a bud and get high. You exactly. Need, if you're going to eat it, you need to extract it through butter, which goes through a, a big heating process. Exactly. There's a, a person that I was reading about, and uh, I think she's in Alberta. She basically a medical patient that had uh, fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. That's the one. And it's one of the great side effects about my leaky brain is it does weird stuff to my speech. Uh, and lots of other fun side effects like walking into walls because I lose balance and it's great. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, my tongue is like one of the first things to go. And I'm from Miramichi, so English is barely <laughs> that on top of leaky brain. Have you ever fucked with somebody like you're walking down a hall and just, just pretend to just stumble into it, into the wall? And I don't think I've ever had a fake it. I usually do a pretty good job. You know? <laughs> it's like a double vision now too because of the whole leaky brain stuff. Oh, so no way. Like when you have depth perception issues and balance issues to begin with from it and then you're getting double vision, it's like, wait, am I going to walk into the wall or the wall over the – which eye is the right oh, eye? Right no. Oh, no. Man. It, it kind of fucks with you a little bit. You don't really know where you're going. Wow. Um, but yeah, so with any of the medications to like that, it's so easy a little hit or miss what it's going to actually affect or mm. the longer I'm awake, the longer I'm vertical, the yeah. worse the side effects get. Yeah. So cool. I think, I, I mean, I think this episode is, is really important because number one is number one. I think it's super fascinating to talk about your leaky brain. Cause like, like Jared said at the top, um, it's always interesting to talk about something that we don't know about and that people don't commonly hear about. Uh, but number two, I think it's really important because I think the conversation about medical marijuana is super, super important. Uh, and topical, like very topical. Yeah, and, and very topical. So I hope that it'll be interesting to see if if you're listening right now and you want to share your opinion, then then head on over to Facebook or or write us on Twitter at Sick Boy Podcast. I, I, we've been recording for a while now, so I think we're going to wrap this up. Anything else you guys want to add? Nope. 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 Cool. Jer, how are you feeling? <laughs> so, Jeremy's, not, Jeremy's anyway. not here anymore. <laughs> so, Jer, Jer, so, uh, Jeremy can't come to the phone right I now. just realized, I actually just realized that Jeremy hasn't spoken in a, long, in a while. <laughs> it's okay. So, but he does have a big grin on his when face. You guys went up, when you guys went upstairs, when you guys went upstairs, Jeremy goes, um, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, Oh, shit, I can't be around humans anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's all for us today. Uh, if you want to head on over to our website, sickboypodcast.com, follow us on Twitter, write us on Facebook. Uh, rate, rate review, and review, and subscribe, and subscribe on subscribe iTunes. In the iTunes store. Uh, that's all for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. <laughs> That's Jeremy, and And this this is is Sick Boy. Oh, God.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.